my friends, and welcome to Discover Your Personal Power podcast. Discovering your personal power is about figuring out what kind of life you want to have, what your core values are and primary goals are, and how you want to show up in this world. Instead of just swimming to keep up, it's about thriving and flourishing and becoming the woman of your dreams. Sharon Eubanks said it like this, the world needs women who are joyful, articulate, different, and distinct. The world needs you. Hello, my friends. My name is Peggy Moore, and I am a school nurse, a professional life coach with Discover Your Personal Power Coaching, and a doTERRA wellness advocate with Personal Power Wellness. I have over 20 years of experience in the healthcare industry, and I just finished my master's in psychology and addiction counseling because I wanted the knowledge to be able to help others. I am going to tell you guys a secret today that is going to blow your mind. Ready? Mistakes make you human and being wrong is okay. What? Mind blown. When I really thought about these two concepts and embraced them and incorporated them in my life, I have had so much weight taken off my shoulders. My overwhelm has decreased. My anxiety has decreased. And I have been so much happier. Mistakes make us human and being wrong is okay. According to UC Berkeley professor Martin Covington, he says, we often make mistakes or failure mean more about our self-worth than anything else. And oftentimes we believe our value as a person hinges on that need to be right. Why do we do this? He says, as as a professor, he says, students will put themselves through unbelievable psychological trauma in order to avoid failure and maintain the sense that they are worthy, which is all of us who have ever dealt with the fear of failure know can have long-term consequences. This ultimately creates a domino effect that can be toxic with our interactions with other people. Instead of continuing these harmful emotional habits, let's learn and try to let ourselves make mistakes and criticism be totally separate from our self-worth. One of his mantras that he quotes to himself is, any problem, challenge, or failure is a good thing. It does not define my ability or my intelligence. Like a baby, I will get back up and try again until I succeed. I loved that quote. Mistakes are how we grow. I know for a lot of us, taking ownership of behaviors and making a mistake and being wrong can feel like the absolute worst feeling, as if being wrong but not acknowledging it somehow absolves us from being wrong. Or if we admit it and we admit that we're wrong or we made a mistake, somehow that makes us less desirable or less lovable or less worthy. I get it. Uh, the preoccupation with perfectionism and overfunctioning type behaviors are actually in a response to the fear of being wrong, being blamed or criticized. And it makes us feel less than and it's no way to live your life. Brene Brown, one of my 
favorite, favorite authors and speakers and researchers study who study shame and vulnerability for over a decade describes perfectionism as a form of armor that we use to protect ourselves against being judged. She says, it's a way of thinking that says this, if I look perfect and live perfect and work perfect, I can avoid or minimize any criticism or blame or ridicule. She says, I lived so much of my life like this, holding on to everything so tight, making myself crazy and thinking I was never enough. Brown says, what does it mean when we're wrong or make mistakes, big mistakes or little mistakes? For a lot of people, it means that we think that we're defective or unworthy or less value. And of course, we want to protect ourselves from that, right? But in reality, or even objectively speaking, being wrong or making mistakes or being imperfect just means that we're human and that sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we do things less than perfectly. That's part of our human experience. So why is it so hard for us to accept this? I think we need to kind of remember that failure is where the real magic happens. Failure is where we learn. It's where we can break it apart. We can analyze. It's where our most creative thoughts come from. Kurt Lewis calls this, quote, unfreezing the brain. His research on adult learning shows that one of the only ways to get our brains unstuck is to provide clear evidence that what we're doing is wrong, to make it real. So we embrace that mistake and then we can gather all those lessons and we can problem solve and keep going. Next, let's talk about being wrong. I think this is a hot topic for most people. No one likes to quote, be wrong. Growing up in a family where it was a competition on who was the smartest and who was right is very stressful. That was all my growing up years. Sometimes when I describe my father, I say he was a man that if he said the sky was black that day, the sky was black and you didn't argue with him because that was back in the day when you didn't argue with your parents. Um, No amount of arguing or logic or persuasion was going to change that. He was always right and that's just the way he was. He was a very smart man um, and it was very important for him to be smart and to be right. And I remember times watching family members, um, not only in my own family, but other family members, uh, play games. And people would get so downright nasty and mean if they were losing or if someone challenged them. It created such a bitter taste in my mouth for family games in general that for a long time, I just didn't even participate. Um, Nowadays, depending on who's playing and what we're playing, it can be better. But it's interesting to sit back and watch the dynamics and feel the energy. And I don't like that negativity and contention. And so if that's going to be the feeling in a game, then it's not what I want as part of my life. 
And so it's really made me think about why do we hold on so tightly to being right? Why is it so important to us? Why does this fight or flight response come out in full force if someone challenges a thought or an idea that they deem to be right and they deem you to be wrong? And I'm talking eyes dilated, hairs on the back of your neck standing up, shoulders hunched, steam literally pouring out of your ears. We see this a lot, I think, on social media. Uh, Social media is a place where people, I feel, can just go off and rants, and there's no uh, consequences directly um, in their face because no one's watching their body language. They're not actually talking to a person. So I feel like people often say things that uh, try to get other people's attention, but they also feel free to just kind of let their mouth run, I think. People get into these debates with other people that they know or even people they don't know just trying to prove their point of view is right because believe it or not we all believe that we're right and being right feels good we feel like it justifies our a little bad behavior if we have to raise our voice or play dirty or say something unkind it's justified because we're right right Well, that's not the way I want to live my life either. That's not according to my core values. And when it comes to social media, let me tell you another little secret. You choose. You actually get to choose what you see on your newsfeed. You can snooze, you can block, you can unfriend. I personally am not a person who likes to unfriend people, but I will definitely snooze someone who's just going on rants on my Facebook page. My Facebook is for fun. Social media to me is for fun. It's for me to see what my family's doing and to keep in touch with all my friends all over the world. And so I know what's important to me. I know the things that I want to put in my mind, the things that I want to see and know about. And I don't want all the drama. So I choose. I choose the energy that I want to bring into my life. So this okay to be wrong thing. When I realized this, this literally blew my mind. Like, what does it hurt if I'm wrong? Like, what does it hurt if I don't have the last word? Like, does it really hurt me? It does not. It actually brings more peace in my life. I learned two very important lessons from the conquest of knowing things and being right. It causes so much stress and anxiety, and it really doesn't matter. If you think about the thoughts that we all choose, we all choose our own thoughts. We choose our beliefs. We choose our perceptions. And seldom are things ever black and white as we would like them to be. So it relieves so much pressure when we recognize that we can believe what we want. It's our choice. And we create our reality with the thoughts in our heads, the beliefs that we choose, the values that we choose, the thoughts that we choose. And it's okay to have a different opinion than someone else. And it's okay to be wrong. It's actually okay for them to think you're wrong. It's okay. Another reason I think we may hate being wrong is the constant worry about what other people will think. And I love the thought that I get from a podcast that I listen to. And she says, what other people think of you is none of your business. And I love that. If you really think about that, what other people think of you is none of your business. 
It really doesn't matter. Other people are going to think what they want to think, and I can't change that. So what if we just accepted it? What if we just accepted that it's okay to be wrong and we'd be wrong gracefully? We could be teachable. There's a quote from Shunrin Suzuki that says, In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are very few. When we open our mind to new ways of thinking, it allows us to see problems and solutions differently. It allows us to be more creative and think outside of the box. I love the lyrics from Wonderful that is from the play Wicked. I love Wicked. It's such a great musical. If you've never seen it, I recommend going to see it. See it. I've seen it in London and New York. It's one of my favorites. But the Wizard of Oz says, a man's called a traitor or a liberator, a rich man's a thief or a philanthropist. Is one a crusader or a ruthless invader? It's all in which label is able to persist. I love that because it's all about perspective. When we open ourselves to learning and learning another person's perspective, instead of thinking that we're always right, if we live under the assumption that everyone has something to teach us, whether it's about ourselves or about a situation, we have limitless possibilities of learning and we can grow and live with curiosity. Be genuinely curious. I read a quote recently that said, if you knew me before I was 20, you don't really know me. And that's so true. Life and experience have taught me so much that my pre-20 years, even my pre-30 years, even my pre-50 years, I was a different person because I have learned so much over time. I have learned so many lessons and we learn and grow by asking questions and being curious and exploring new ideas and new ways of thinking. We learn and grow the most in spaces where there's a knowledge gap. If we are in the wrong, we can simply own it. We can say, oops, sorry, I was wrong. I completely missed this. Or shucks, I thought more about this and I was 100% moving us in the wrong direction. Or great, now we can problem solve together and find a solution that works together. Approaching a mistake with compassion, humility, and understanding instead of self-loathing allows you the opportunities to grow and learn. According to Stanford University psychologist Kelly McGonigal, when you make a mistake or receive critical feedback, don't panic. Don't get that little pit in your stomach. Don't start beating yourself up. Think of it as an opportunity for learning. And remember that the process of feeling when you're willing to pay attention is often what leads to the greatest successes. I had an opportunity this week where I made a little mistake and I have been working on this podcast for a couple weeks and so I kind of 
did something wrong and got told I did something wrong. And I knew and I apologized. And but I sat and stewed about it all day. And I kept telling myself, yes, you did this wrong. It wasn't a huge thing. Um, but you're not going to do it again. You know what you did. You're going to fix it. You apologize to the person you needed to. Um, so let it go. And I think sometimes we just harbor on these things and we make ourselves um, anxious or we make ourselves crazy because we don't allow a little self-compassion in there. Feelings of wrong can seem to overwhelm us and we just need to take a moment to have some self-compassion and to let it go. Everyone loves that from Elsa. Um, Let it go, let it go. And I use that in my life quite often when I start ruminating or start thinking about all the crazy things that I don't need to be thinking about and I need to change my thought processes to more positive things. So sometimes you just need to let it go. I like to remind myself that all humans are unique. We're meant to share our opinions, no matter how outlandish they are. Some of the best creative ideas come from people that share a different point of view. Years ago, people would have thought that we could never fly. And now look, it's normal for us to ride an airplane. Look at what we hold in the palm of our hand. If someone hadn't envisioned that, if they said, oh, that could never happen, we wouldn't have our magical little iPhones that we get to carry around with us all day long. When we are wrong, when we make a mistake, it's okay to be vulnerable. We are being human. In our most authentic state, we can say, hey, I'm really sorry I took this out on you. Or I'm really scared that it's not fair for me to put this pressure on you. I was wrong. Or I wish I could do that over again. I really didn't mean what I said. I apologize. I am sorry. Then see what happens next is this incredible power of vulnerability builds strength and connection because it shows that you're human and that the person that you're talking with or the person that you may have wronged feels that vulnerability and that power of you realizing that you're human and they realize that they're human. So my highest core value is love. I want a life filled with love. And if you haven't decided what your core values are, I challenge you to sit down and really think about what your core values are. I have some worksheets over on my website. You can go over and take a little questionnaire and really look at what your values are. And my core value is love. And love means saying, I'm sorry when I hurt someone, whether I meant to or not. If they feel hurt, then it's my responsibility to make that better because I love them and I want them to know that. Love means giving others the benefit of the doubt. Love means letting other people have the last word. I think that is so, I think about my family and a lot of the arguments that happened with with siblings in the past and it was all about getting that last word in. And I am telling you, mine blown when I figured out who cares who has the last word. I know that secret little feeling of success, that exhilaration of having the last word. It's kind of cool, right? 
for like a second. And then usually it's accompanied either by feelings of pride or guilt. And so neither of those are my core values. I don't want to be prideful and I definitely don't like sitting around feeling guilty because I've said something or hurt someone else because I didn't want to be wrong or I wanted to prove that I was right or I wanted to have the last word. I choose love. And sometimes when we choose love, it may take a little bit of vulnerability, but that's okay. Brene Brown, who wrote a whole book on being vulnerable, says, Vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center of meaningful human experience and interaction. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. Brene Brown calls it daring greatly. And I love that. I love daring greatly. Recognizing that facing vulnerability takes enormous courage. It takes, we can take small steps, like just asking someone what they're thinking and being proud of your bravery when you do that. Letting go of the constant worry about what other people think. Most people are focused on their own internal struggles. Every single one of us has our own perspective, our own point of view, and our own internal struggles. I was talking to a client recently who had gone out with a group of friends and they had gone out to dinner and she was like, oh my gosh, I think I said all the wrong things. I don't think they're really going to like me. And she just went on and on and on. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Number one, these are your friends. These are the people that you hang out with on a regular basis. Number two, if they know that you love them, then it's okay And if you said something that you feel like you hurt them, you can address this. But this making yourself crazy, it's not about you. Everyone is in that group is probably feeling the exact same way. So don't make yourself crazy about it. It's okay. We're all in this together. We all are having a human experience. Everyone does something wrong or make a mistake every once in a while. But the greatest part about being human is how much room it gives for other people to be human alongside us. What if we didn't equate being wrong with shame? What if being wrong didn't have any evaluative judgment attached to it? And it was just a thing that happens sometimes, like being right. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. It's all okay. Sometimes we make mistakes and sometimes we crush it. And then there's everything in between. And it's okay. It's part of being human. One more thing I would like to say. When you are right, be humble. When you find you're in a discussion and you are right, wear it like a loose fitting garment. It's nice to be right, but if we have more humility around our righteousness, being wrong may not feel like such a dreadful thing. We're all familiar with the saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? If we could keep a balance between how much we value being right, we may not be blind to how much prioritizing being right gets in the way of our happiness. 
I much prefer the sound of here lay Peggy, she was happy, than here lay Peggy, she was right. So y'all embrace those mistakes, shift that brain to the thought that being wrong is okay. Be humble, be curious, be vulnerable, and remember, love wins. Hey, my friends, if you need a little confidence boost or you feel a little stuck and you need a little extra help, my 12-week empowerment program is on sale for the summer with a reduction price from $149 to only $99. It is a 12-week program of videos, worksheets, great tips and tricks, and information to help you discover your personal power and enjoy a life of peace purpose, and power. You will have access to my personal email. You'll have coaching sessions with me regularly. You'll get to ask questions and you can go at your own pace. I would love to help you and to be your coach. Go over to my website or email me at peggy.more.life.coach at gmail.com. I would love to work with you. 